The following sermon was delivered on Sunday, January 16, 2022, at the Unitarian Universalist Congregation in Andover by the Reverend Gina Finacario. The title of the sermon is The Beloved Community. Here begins the sermon. Hello again. Uh, thank you for the gifts of music that have been this beautiful moment uh, in our time together already this morning. Um, again, it really is uh, quite an honor to be with you to, even though we are separated by miles, um, it does, there does uh, always, it surprises me how uh, Zoom worship actually has a sense of togetherness um, and grace in it that um, always uh, satisfies my soul in a way that I'm unprepared for. So it's good to be with you this morning. I don't know about you, but this month of January has felt very long already. It is only the 16th, uh, and I feel like I am running this marathon that is never going to end just to get through this first month of the year. I think so many of us uh, had such hope as we came towards the end of 2021, thinking, okay, maybe we were turning a corner. Um, and it feels like we have slipped back several steps. Uh, so certainly, as you might imagine, the chaos that is on the hill um, up at the academy is, is pretty fierce. Um, we are juggling students moving between uh, all different levels of wellness uh, and trying our best to do what I have adapted for the year is my motto of empathy forward. So I am trying to both uh, be called by empathy to move forward and also to bring my empathy to the forefront, which seems like not a stretch as we come into this weekend where we celebrate and remember the life of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Um, to think about empathy forward as we consider the beloved community, the beloved community as King imagined it, the beloved community um, as we might imagine it in this day of 2022. One of the things that I've been doing to kind of feed my spirit and soul when I have a hot minute, um, I have been indulging in streaming shows. I suspect I'm not alone there. Um, several years ago, I discovered the trilogy of books uh, by Deborah Harkness, uh, the Discovery of Witches or the All Souls Trilogy, which I have sometimes described to people as Harry Potter for grownups. Um, I was listening to you uh, talk about your delight and your love of Harry Potter and the ways that um, those books just sort of take us to another place. And so this, this trilogy, Discovery of Witches, which the heroine is uh, a scholar, a female scholar who is educated and a professor of classics. Um, and they have turned it, of course, into a TV series. And so the first season is available uh, to stream on Amazon this month. And while I want to tell you that it has been escape TV, the truth is, as often happens in my life, um, as I binge watched this season, its message was quite on point uh, for this weekend and for this topic for us today. Uh, this trilogy is about the need to integrate and appreciate and make room for creatures of, of all kinds. Uh, the book chronicles the ways witches and demons and vampires live very separate lives and all the rules and boundaries and this uh, growing need for them to come together and be what we might call beloved community, to make space for humans and all creatures uh, to be together. 
So it seems, as is often true, I can't quite escape uh, the, the message that is at hand. I have often said that the holy shows up in my life like a two by four. It's never subtle. But what is the beloved community? Let me offer you some words from the King Center um, itself, the, the source of the source. Beloved community is a term that was coined in the early days of the 20th century by a philosopher and theologian named Josiah Royce, who founded this Fellowship of Reconciliation. But it was Martin Luther King, who also a member of the fellowship, who popularized the term and invested it with deeper meaning which has captured the imagination of people and goodwill all over the world across these many decades. For King, beloved community was not some lofty utopian goal that could be confused with a rapturous image of a peaceable kingdom where lions and lambs coexist. But the beloved community was for King a realistic, achievable goal that could be attained by a critical mass of people that were committed to and trained in the philosophy and methods of nonviolence. King's beloved community is a global vision where all people share in the wealth of the earth. In beloved community, poverty, hunger, homelessness are not tolerated because international standards of human decency will not allow it. Racism and all forms of discrimination, bigotry, prejudice are replaced by this all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood, brotherhood, personhood. In beloved community, international disputes are resolved with peaceful conflict resolution and reconciliation of adversaries instead of just military might or force or power. Love and trust triumph over fear and hatred. Peace with justice prevails. Can you take a moment and envision what that could look like in your own family, in your neighborhood, in the town of Andover, in the state of Massachusetts? Take just a minute and call to mind that act of imagination as Thurman invites us to do. What would a microcosm of that look like for you? It is an exercise of empathy. It's a prescription for a healthy society. Two pillars of economic and social justice. In truth, my friends, it's hard to untangle those to begin with, economics and social justice. But to understand their interconnectedness, we have to be savvy citizens of the world. <laughs> These are the dangers of Zoom. <laughs> social class and truth is our best determinant for health, economic and social justice. It's our access to housing and food, to healthcare and education, job security. We could go on and on. We know, of course, of the deep and complex ways that race is tied to social status and justice. That, my friends, is its own sermon and reflection. But the beloved community today, well, I don't know about you, but that still feels like such a far off dream from my vantage point. Let me not suggest that we have not come a distance because we certainly have. But my friends, most days of the week, the pockets of society where I travel still feel deeply 
fractured, my own family included. One of the more hopeful things that I have done over these last two years um, is to learn a little bit more and to be reminded a little bit more of the great and wonderful person that the Bishop Michael Curry is. Curry is a significant person in Episcopal tradition. He has done enormous work uh, in the Episcopal Church's search and quest for affirming and celebrating LGBTQ persons, their right to marry, the affirmation of their wholeness for ordination, etc. But if people didn't know about Michael Curry before the royal wedding of Meghan Markle to Prince Harry, that ceremony brought him onto the world stage. In 2020, in 2020, he published a book called Love is the Way. This book posits that beloved community is the only way possible. And it's only possible if we choose community and commit to love. This little book is a dose of hope in these times. I recommend it to you. It is full of anecdote and personal story from Curry and he offers deceptively simple advice. Curry defines love as a firm commitment to act for the well-being of someone other than yourself. Let me say it again. A firm commitment to act for the well-being of someone other than yourself. Curry credits King as the most influential person outside his immediate family in his decision to follow a calling into ministry. The way of love, Curry writes, is how we stay decent during indecent times. It's for all of us who are sitting and looking around the world and at our leaders and saying, something has gone very wrong. It's for those who are fighting hard for a better world and feeling very, very tired. Dr. Martin Luther King wisely said, we must learn to live together as brothers or perish together as fools. King also often said in this regard that we have two choices before us, chaos or community. We must choose community, the human community in community with all of creation. This is the beloved community of God. Friends, what does it mean to choose community in this day? This is a weekend when we are called to reflect and to think about beloved community. And by direct connection, I might offer racism. For what is true community and health for all? without examining the harm and the ways that our society is hurting. Too often, we have simply let this weekend stir us to celebrate diversity. The legacy of Dr. King is so much more than that. 2020 saw many opportunities for us to speak out, for us to be enraged, to take to the streets even, to take stock of when and how we have been upstanders for justice or bystanders for injustice, but it's 2022 now, and maybe the urgency has worn off. Let me assure you the need for the work is no less urgent. Maybe discouragement has set in. What difference could little me actually make? Let me assure you that God has no hands but our own. 
So this is my clarion call to you this Martin Luther King Day weekend of 2022. How have you learned to stand up and rise up for racial justice? What are you still learning about racism? King's work was rooted and centered in his faith, in his spirituality. For King, that was Christianity, of course. And at the heart of that was Jesus. King's beloved community reflected the beloved community as Jesus saw it and taught it and preached it. But my friends, where did you first find the holy or the spirit or a higher power or God in your anti-racism work? What are you still learning about how God calls us into this work of anti-racism? I don't know what this day or these days to come will look like for you as you consider and turn over what your work towards making the beloved community more present and more real and more possible, where your work will follow the call of Tracy Chapman's, if not now, if not now, tell me when, where your work will be an act of imagination in the words of Thurman to imagine empathy, but then to go two steps beyond that to let your empathy move you and lead you forward. But if you need some guiding directives, I encourage you to listen well, to listen to the stories of those whose identities are different from your own, of those whose experiences are different from your own. And that might come in reading Obama's A Promised Land. It might come in reading the work of Eddie Gloud, who is on his way to Andover now to speak at the Academy tomorrow morning. It might come in listening to podcasts which you have not yet explored. It might come in listening to the youth of our community and world who are indeed beckoning us that it is now, this is the moment for the beloved community to come full on, for us to choose community over chaos. May it be so, this day and always. Amen.